Hi, and welcome to the Management Podcast Show. Hope you're keeping safe and managing through your people to get the results you want to achieve. Please, if you could do me a massive favour and rate the Management Podcast Show wherever you get your podcast from. It helps others find the cast and hopefully improve their management and leadership skills in the future. And as always, please don't forget to drop me a line on whatever you want to engage on. I love feedback on the show and are always willing to engage. And you can get me at managermatpodcasts at gmail.com. So, without delay, let's get on with this week's show. As we enter the start of a brand new year, it's worth taking the time to set the New Year's resolutions and drive forward from week one. As a manager and a leader, we are seen as a spearhead of making sure our business is in the best position for the year ahead, whatever that may bring. To help start the year as you mean to go on, I thought it would be a good idea to revisit my big five of management. So you can spend some time re-listening and re-running the five casts on one-to-ones, feedback, delegation, coaching and empowerment. I always find myself re-listening to audiobooks and podcasts and every time I listen, I get a new depth and details that I missed the first time I listened to. It's always a good idea to make some notes if it's safe to do so. If you're driving, please don't start making notes. As this writing also acts as a help to embed the knowledge. So please, have a listen and see what if you can kickstart your new year. But even more importantly, when you start doing a New Year's resolution, it's important to learn the facts. It's important to listen to the shows. It's important to take in the knowledge. And the big five is no difference. But please, don't overthink it. Don't overplan it. When you've listened to it and you've wrote down those notes, just make sure you get on with it. Just go and do it. Now have a listen to my New Year's Big Five of Management. Welcome to the Manager Matt podcast show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Manager Matt Podcast Show. This week's episode, The Power of One-to-Ones. Today, we'll examine why one-to-ones can make such a difference to you and will deliver you results. We'll discuss how to get one-to-ones established, how to avoid the pitfalls of starting one-to-ones, and how to get your team bought into the process. So, let's get on with the show. If you haven't noticed, or unless you work in a robotic factory with no people, your directs impact massively on delivering results, and you and your business need people. As I've said before, and I'll say over and over again, Management is about delivering results. Without motivated people in your organisation, your teams will find it harder to hit their targets and be successful. As a manager, you're not a doer anymore. You're a leader, a motivator, a path clearer for your team. Just think, how far have you gone for a good manager? Above and beyond the norm? Work longer hours? Work to the weekends? Take and work home with you? turned up early and done it all with a smile on your face. So when you speak to the majority of managers, they will tell you that one-to-ones are the right thing to do to build a relationship with their directs. They will tell you their people are the biggest asset. We put people at the centre of our business, you'll hear. We have built our business around talented people. Sound familiar? Well, that's great. Managers must be spending all their time with their directs 
right? Uh, well, maybe not. So why are one-to-ones done so badly at some, most businesses? Why do people get frustrated when they can't get time with their boss? Let me walk you through what happens. In reality, poorly trained and underprepared managers will come at one-to-ones like a bull in a china shop. They'll get a memo from HR, or an email these days, telling them that they need to do one-to-ones. It's the most important thing to do. So they'll do one-to-ones. This is okay, the manager thinks. Let's do one-to-ones. So, what does he do? First thing he does, he goes and approaches a direct, one of his directs, when he's out in the workplace. And he says, uh, hi, how's it going? You okay? And the employer replies, yes, all good, boss. The manager says, that's great. Well, I'll see you soon. The manager thinks, one-to-one, done. All good. Tick that off the HR list, boom. The employee thinks, well, it's nice to see the boss, isn't it, out and about. He's usually sat in his office. Hmm, wonder where my one-to-one is. Really wanted to get some time with him to talk some things through. Well, I'm sure he'll reschedule one. I've seen this. I remember asking my peers at a new job, do we have a one-to-one system here? The man who I spoke to enthusiastically said, Yes, we do. I said, oh, great, a system, brilliant. Uh, Is there some standard forms I should follow? No, I just ask everyone every day how they're doing. They all say it's great, and then I've done my one-to-ones. Oh, I see. (laughs) So that's what they thought one-to-ones were. So what is a good one-to-one? What does it look like? Well, a good one-to-one is time with your directs. It's their time with their manager. It's time to get to know them, what makes them tick, what motivates them, what's happening outside the work walls that might affect their output for you. And as I mentioned earlier, their output is your output. It's not a project meeting or appraisal, although it will help to make both of them easier as you go through the system. No, it's time with your directs to speak to them as their leader in a two-way exchange with no hidden agendas. Let me walk you through a six-step approach that I've used for more than 15 years and is well-established and it will unlock the power of the one-to-ones. Step one, tell your directs what's going to happen and start with the why. Give them the why is the most important part of this. What's in it for them? Because that's important. How is it going to be different to other things such as an appraisal or a project meeting? And how is it going to help them deliver better results? Most people, when they have time with the boss, they think they've done something wrong. If they get called to an office, what have I done wrong? This isn't about this. The one-to-one is about establishing some boundaries which allows that person to have time with you. So what I would do is have a chat informally with individuals if you've got a small team. Make it part of your yearly people plan with your senior team. That's always a good idea to get the senior team bought in because as their manager, if you're senior enough, you're going to be giving them the one-to-ones. And then send out an email confirming exactly what you've said to them and how it's going to work. And then leave it a week for it to uh, settle in before you remind them again this is coming. Step two, book some time with your ex. Find a free spot in the Google or the uh, Outlook calendar and make sure it's something you can both agree to and then put in a repeat. Now, some people say weekly, uh, some people say monthly. I found either one's too too much uh, and the other can be too much away. So I always go for two weeks as a starting point. You can always move this. If you feel that a person really, really needs to open up to you, then do it weekly. And if they're developing or, or new to role, you may do it that way around. Um, if you're doing it with someone who's quite well established, then maybe a, month, a, a monthly one may work for yourself. And the time. 
I would try to schedule yourself 30 minutes, but for the first one or two, give yourself an hour. Remember, there's a lot to cover, especially if it's a new team or a new position. You're going to have to be able to spend time with them and let them speak. You can't be rushing off to the next meeting, so don't book something straight after, so you've got time to digest and move on to some other steps I'm going to mention. One of the key points here is never, never miss a one-to-one. Reschedule it, that's fine, things happen, but don't miss them. This will really, really annoy people. I remember moving one person's one-to-one a couple of times due to calendar clashes. And the feedback I got was, I didn't think you cared. You talked about one-to-ones being important, and then at the first drop of the hat, you moved it. You see how easy it is to lose people's um, momentum and buy-in when the wrecks feel that you don't care? The next thing is to find a space that's comfortable for you and your one-to-one. It might be your office, if it's available. Um, It may be their office, but also in a space that's going to be not too public, not too many distractions. And we're going to get onto distractions in a minute. You might also buy them a coffee or a tea. Now, being a Yorkshireman, that can sting. But sometimes you have to put your hand in your pocket because you're building relationships which will build strength, which will deliver results. Now, step three, the dreaded distractions. This is very, very obvious, but this gets overlooked so, so many times. So turn your phone on to silent and put it out of the way. Turn your emails and close your laptop if it's in front of you. You must have the basic attention. You're speaking to someone. You don't want them to be disturbed. On the reverse, tell your directs it's their time and you don't want to be disturbed. So step three, don't be disturbed. Step four, how it works. Right, so... The one-to-one is broken down into three stages. The first stage is your direct time. That's their time to talk around what they want to talk around. So it's things that you might want to know about their personal life, their family, interests, hobbies, especially when you don't know these people. It's a great way as a new manager in a new department to start to really learn how these people work. The second part of the, the three is the work. What projects have they got? What's their passions? What's their issues? What ideas have they got? Again, in a quite a relaxed environment, we're not going to get a Gantt chat out and start plotting it, but it's good to have that kind of um, sort of conversation around the work that they're working on. And the third part is your thoughts on their development and the work that they're doing. So you're sort of giving them a little bit of time to tell them what about themselves and sometimes when I've done these one-to-ones that can take a long time for people to open up and sometimes it takes a while for them to feel comfortable about opening up and as with any people there can be masks that are worn at work and they don't really want to share and you sometimes have to break that down in a friendly and a comfortable environment so they are ready to to share with you. Now remember this is not a feedback session so when it comes to your third part when you're going to tell them this is not you giving them feedback You should not share the feedback in a one-to-one that's been built up. So don't build up your one-to-one feedback. Feedback is something we're going to cover in another episode. But the feedback part of this is not going to be something like, you've done this wrong, you've done that wrong. Don't save up for a one-to-one because guess what? The next one-to-one you invite them to, they're not going to turn up. And it's not a PIP or a performance improvement plan. If someone's on a performance improvement plan, you may do more one-to-ones, but don't mix them up with a PIP. That's really not what this is about. Now, step five. That's the end. Now, the end of it, I try to end with, is there anything I can do for you? Is there anything else you need help with? Is there anything we can clarify? And it just leaves it on a point that you're the servant manager. You're asking that person what he wants you to help, what, or they, what they want help with. 
And then the last section, and the section that some people do forget in step six, it's about reviewing and recording the action. So you want to record the action somehow. Make notes. Some people use it. I've used it electronically sometimes. Some people like it in paper. And then send that to the direct. So they've got a copy so they can look at what actions they want to be taking for next time you have a meeting or any projects or advice that you've given them. So those are the six steps of the one-to-one -one process. Let's run through them just one more time. One, tell your directs their intention. The start with why. Step two, book time with your directs. Make sure they are free and ready to take it. Step three, no distractions. Obvious one. Step four, make sure that they know there's three sections to this one-to-one. -one. Their section around home, their section around work, and your section around development. Step five, end it with what can I do for you? Is there something we can clarify? Is there anything else I can do? And step six, record it and send it to your directs. Well, thanks for listening on how to deliver one-to-ones. Now it's over to you. You have the background of why it works. You have the context of how it will deliver results to you. You have the step-by-step -step guide. Now it's up to you to take action, start seeing the benefits. So what are you waiting for? Do it. Nothing comes from nothing. Okay, that's it for me, Manager Matt, this week. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to this Manager Matt podcast. We hope you found it interesting, helpful and actionable. One last thing, please leave a quick review on iTunes or with your podcast provider as it helps to spread the word of Manager Matt. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. And if you did like anything in particular, send an email to managermattpodcast at gmail.com or visit managermatt.co.uk for more content. Feedback is a gift, so let's keep giving. See you next week.